Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Speed City. With John Massengill, Bob Varsha, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio, Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to your Sunday night with Speed City. You said that before, haven't you? I've been saying that for a long time now. This John Massengill sitting in the studio with my friend Jonathan Green in Austin, Texas. Across from each other, no Zoom, no nothing. I can reach out and give you a high five. Go on, go on then. Go on then. How are you? How are you? Uh, yeah, we got a great show tonight, guys. We got some cool stuff. We're going to talk Formula One because uh, Daniel Ricciardo dropped a bomb on all the Formula I One. Dropped world. a bomb on you. <laughs> we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about IndyCar at Toronto. That was awesome. That was to really watch good today. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. And it was not an easy weekend for anybody, given the the wet qualifying and all that. Yeah, it was. It was fascinating to watch that race. Mm-hmm. Do lots of turns and twists. And I spent way too much time watching Goodwood Festival of Speed. They do it right, don't they? Gosh, that is so cool, Jonathan. I that's I that's a bucket list, man. Have you been? Oh yeah. I, I figured you had to have. Oh yeah. When's the last time you've been? Oh, it was a few years ago. Brian was uh, racing, or not racing, but Uncle you know, Brian Redman. Uncle Brian was um, uh, driving uh, one of his older cars, and so I, I popped down and had a chat with him, and. You know, sat in the uh, sat in the players' lounge, as they say, or the drivers' lounge, which is very very elite. Uh, have you been to the revival, or have you seen the revival? I've seen it, but I haven't been to it. The revival is is very much something I think you'd really enjoy. Uh, well, I would love to do that. Yeah. I just my headphones just went. Dead. Mine did too. Don't worry. Oh, that was Casey. That was Casey, Casey just called. letting us know. I'm we, sitting here fiddling with all the wires trying to. Ca- fix Casey, it. you are Lord of all. You, you so, we're sorry we didn't introduce you. Just all right, let me finish here. We we still, <laughs> we still have Connor. We still have we have Connor Daly joining us. That's cool. Live in just a one few of our minutes. best guests in the world. Yeah, one of our, our he was our second guest ever back in 2012, and I have to say one of my favorites for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And he's going to join us. We're going to have to form our own IndyCar team because the guy needs a drive, and he's driving out of his skin at the moment. And he'll drive anything. He will drive anything. He can drive anything. And we have, last of all, we have a really fascinating interview that you did with Justin Marks. So I think that would be a house. good fit for, for, for how about Connor Daly and, and, and Trackhouse? I bet he'd take that introduction. So, so yeah, we got a, a ton of good stuff tonight. So let's start off with Daniel Ricardo because he did drop a bomb on us. In fact, <clears throat> Chris Medlin and I had just recorded the Wheel to Wheel show that we do. And then we had you to were go, out of date. <laughs> we had to go back into the studio okay. and re-record... For the Wheel to Wheel show, because we recorded it early, recorded on Tuesday, it airs on Wednesday, and it was at like Tuesday morning at like, I don't know, 10 or 11 o'clock. And it was, well, let's see, we can probably backtrack it by by looking at the tire test times Right, Daniel Ricciardo was in the Red Bull, because apparently that was a part of the decision, the, like the final straw about because he did he did good didn't he? because he did really good at this test you know i heard all these rumors about oh he did a, a lap time that was as good as max verstappen's pole lap and qualifying yeah i read that i was a little i mean i was like uh plus they're of, trying new things yeah I, I was like what kind of tire was he on when yeah. he did this what was what's happening here and casey hey, it doesn't matter I, the biggest story is the biggest story yeah he's back he's back and casey i don't know did you get that video that i've got or the audio for for daniel ricardo just give me a thumbs up when that's ready because in fact, he's got it. Okay. It's just a couple minutes. Let's hear, because we had caught up with Daniel Ricciardo at the British Grand Prix right before the race. Chris That's right. Med- Chris Medlin did. And I want you to listen to Daniel Ricciardo's tone and attitude, and you tell me whether he knew at that point. <laughs> Here's Daniel. So I've got Daniel Ricciardo. 
flipping the bird from the Red Bull garage. So uh, I'm going to put him on the spot and keep him here for 20 minutes. Now, Daniel, firstly, how excited are you to drive this car this week? Very much so, Christopher, very much. Uh, I'm hanging out. I'm hanging out just to drive in general. I've had, you know, I've had enough of a break now where I've, I've got, um, let's say, I don't know if it's an Australian expression, but like ants in my pants. Um, I know, Brits use that as well. Okay, good, good. So uh, in, a, in a positive way. So I'm, uh, but of course, it's a phenomenal car and I'm excited to feel it around here and such a high-speed circuit as well. Well, it is looking quick this weekend, certainly in Max's hands. Uh, are you pretty much expecting a procession at the front? Is it ever nervous in this garage? I mean, oh, these days Max is probably cooler than a cucumber. I don't know what that is. Is it like a gherkin maybe? Are they cooler? I don't think they are. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> um, he's ice cold. He's ice cold. He's, he's obviously in, a, in awesome form. But look, obviously the weather here is like the big one. And I know like every race you're like, oh, you've got to see about the weather. But Silverstone's a real thing. And yesterday it was the sun was shining and it was raining at the same time. So I look out into the, um, the pit lane and it's raining. Yet I'm seeing like green sectors. So like it doesn't make sense, this place. So, um, but it could, it could throw a spanner in today. When you watch all that and this kind of hype up moment where everyone would be getting the nervous energy, do you miss it? Yeah, of course. Like this is this is my favourite part of, of race weekend. It's it's the build up now to the race. When you're about 10, 15 minutes out, it's it's really awesome and you know, like the grid gets packed and it's it's a bit of a zoo, it's chaos, but it's kind of a fun chaos. So I do miss it. Um, but it's all good. I'm just I'm letting it all happen as it comes and then uh, yeah, I, I, I have confidence I'll be back on the grid at some point and um, obviously I'm not, I'm not 100% sure of it, but I'm confident it'll, it'll happen again one day. Yeah, AlphaTauri could have a seat next year. Never know, mate. Never know. So I'm, I'm staying ready. I sat on the couch for two months over Christmas, but uh, since then I've been, yeah, been getting back into my training and enjoying it. Well, have a blast this week. Thank you, mate. Did you hear that? That no, was hilarious. Did you hear that? AlphaTauri could have a seat. You never know. In- but, I mean, again, Medland being Medland. I mean, we I are blessed to I have know. the best journalist, in my opinion, in Formula One. Well, did you hear the way that interview started? Oh. I don't know if you heard it, but he said, he's shooting the finger at me. And yeah. I asked him, I asked him the other day, I said, well, what happened there? He said he was doing a, a television interview and he just finished up. And so the other people were his like, PR people were talking to him and he said he just kind of reached over and <laughs> screamed the Shot finger, the bird. you know, smiling all the whole time. And then he waved him over and said, come on, let's do this. So, yeah. But he knew. You could clearly, he knew. And Chris said the same thing. He said it just felt like he knew. He never admitted that he knew, but he knew that it was a, a really good chance at it. I was going to say, I'd like to take a barometer on what everybody feels about that, but you've already done that on our Twitter, haven't you? That is right, Jonathan. Very good. I did a poll on Twitter, and I think the last time I checked... And by the about, way, it's not closed. So if you've got an opinion on this, feel th- free to jump in. I think it is closed now, actually. Yeah, so, but I'd, I'd, like to, I'd love to hear... Um, you know, I think it's Paul Bryan who said, I'd like to see the Hesker theme come back. That's not going to happen, but I like, I like, I like your thoughts. Yeah. James Hunt, uh, Ed Al. Yeah. I just put a, a poll up on Twitter and I said, who's good. What's going to happen with Andretti? Are we going to get, uh, are we, Andretti, are we going to get Andretti? Are we going to get a another team, team or, or no change? Yeah. Or no team. 34% on no change. Wasn't it? No, it was 50% basically here. Let me look. But I, the last time I looked, it was about 50% saying, no team, and then about 30% saying Andretti, and then a few people. So here it is. 34% said Andretti Cadillac is in. Okay. And uh, 45% no new teams. 21% another team is in. Okay. So, you know. So we're, I, we're as informed as anybody then. Yeah. Well, I've been trying to read the tea leaves, and I, depending on the day of the week, I'm going, okay, Andretti's in. And then when I wrote that poll, I felt like Andretti. No team was in. Yeah. But I I mean, nobody knows. And I've tried, you and I both have, have put our ear to the ground and there is no firm answer that well, we can find. Well, can I, you know, like I keep saying, I keep banging this drum, but I keep saying it's like it's like the soccer fans at Wrexham picking the team rather than the manager. You know, the, the Formula One and the FIA, that's whose decision this is to expand the business. And if we know Liberty, they want to expand their business. And especially in this instance, And to hell with what the teams think about dilution and all the rest of it. Um, If it is viable and they fit all the criteria and they have a a mandate, 
that says they can have as many as 13 teams. They've cut it off at that, I think, right? Yeah, the Concord Agreement. So having 11, yeah, yeah, and and that's how the business is run, how the sport is run. So, you know, Toto Wolff can say what he likes until he wants to throw all his toys out the car. You know, the only argument against that, Liberty has set this up. They've turned it from the model that it was into a franchise model. It is, And they wanted to do that. And now they're that, going, yeah. you know, they, on the other hand, they're, they, the team could go, well, look, you wanted us to do it this way. Mm-hmm. We're telling you we don't want an additional team because you're going to dilute our shares. But, which is fair enough. Which, but, I, you know, like you say, all ships. Yeah, exactly. The rising tide lifts all boats. And this past week, of course, Andretti came out and said, I knocked on every door and nobody's willing to sell a team right now. So... Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if, I don't know if anybody actually knows right now Mm -hmm. because they're saying by the end of July is kind of, there's no official date that we'll know, but that's sort of the unofficial except, I mean, July 15th was thrown around, but it has since come and gone as we know. So I don't know when we're going to hear an official answer. Stevie Wonder once had an album called Hotter Than July. And I think that was (laughs) appropriate. Guys. Ah, well. Um, you know what? Let's get a break in because we got Connor Daly well, coming up here in just a second. And we want to go back to Ricardo before before we, we and we want Connor's opinion. We'll get Connor's Connor Daly's opinion. Who who better? Yeah, exactly. Than the journeyman of Connor Daly. Yep. All right, you listen to Sunday Night with Speed City. Back after this. As a rider, you know what you like: the power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers, the best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Winding Road Racing is your first and best choice for all the essentials for a great weekend at the track. We're racers, and we love helping racers. With a full selection of racing gear in stock, get geared up with all the safety equipment needed to meet all the latest Snell FIA and SFI regulations. Outfit your car with a comprehensive lineup of racing necessities, and when you need to find a few more tents, turn to data acquisition systems from AIM Sports, V-Box, and others. Austin-based with shops in California, Georgia, and Kentucky. The source for all your racing needs. Winding Road Racing. WindingRoadRacing.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, this is Jeff Gordon, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to your Sunday Night with Speed City, and we're going to shift gears a little bit, and we're going to bring on our guest. Very excited to have our guest. As said at the top of the show, one of our very first guests ever way back in the day, one of my favorites, Connor Daly. Connor, welcome back to Speed City, man. I appreciate it. How you guys are doing? How you guys doing? Uh, we're doing great. Excited to talk to you, my friend. Very much so. I appreciate that. When are you back I in a car? It. That's all I care about. 
<laughs> Man, honestly, that's, uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, life is uh, definitely in a bit of a different spot. But um, if you would, if you would, if you would be able to see what it, what it's kind of gone on day to day over the last couple weeks since kind of filling in for Simon at Mid Ohio last mm-hmm. minute. Um, and then the NASCAR truck race and then other things that are kind of going on behind the scenes. Um, it's a lot. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, there's definitely more, uh, you know, that, that looks like it's going to be, you know, it looks like it's going to happen at some point, uh, quite a diverse schedule potentially, but, um, but yeah, just, just trying to work on, on, uh, really 2024, honestly, like that's yeah. kind of the main focus, yeah. but this year will will get busier, which is nice, and it's kind of it's all just bonus time at this point for me. And um, yeah, you just got to take advantage of it. I've got an idea, Connor. <laughs> I've got an idea. I'm not your agent, but I, here's an idea. <laughs> I interviewed. In fact, you might hear it on this this broadcast. I interviewed Justin Marks the other day about his or their win. It because uh, he's, he's doing Trans Am with me or with us at the moment, um, and he's doing very really well as well. Um, but I asked him about the Van Gisbergen thing. So why not let, let's let's call Justin Marks up, get your ride in 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 the, his special project. Well, I mean, honestly, I talk to Justin all the time. I, I have a lot of respect for Justin. Uh, I love what he's done. Yeah. Um, you know, he follows along in the, uh, you know, the month of May really closely as well. Uh, but like, but that car, you know, that that's definitely like the Van Gisbergen thing is you're not going to see much of that. Like you, you had guys like Kimi Raikkonen in that seat. Like it, it just... really take a guy like Shane who's used to driving big, heavy cars, you know, to yeah. get in and be successful like that immediately. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I would love to, but, uh, you know, I'm, I, I don't think I'm as big enough of a name as, as what <laughs> they're looking for, but I am what? excited to see who they go with, um, you know, for, for more races. Cause I think there's, I think they've got some more ideas in the pipeline, which will be, you know, which would be cool to see. Well, we've got some tough questions for you tonight. One about Ricardo, but I want to ask you, what about the gears, the maestro SVG, <laughs> throwing away a, a supercar race or two and doing the playoffs because he's now qualified. I actually don't know how all those rules work. I don't. I don't think you can actually do that. But, I, but I'm not. I'm not sure. Well, if you win a race, you're you're through to the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> technically, but I, I, I guess you could be right. I don't know how the. I I apparently had to declare it for truck points the other day to try to do something there. I I don't know how that system works. I know do I. Uh, I'm sure if he wants to come back over, um, you know, he'll be welcomed. Hmm. Hey, Connor, so you went up to Toronto to support the Meyer Schenk, uh, Michael Shank racing, racing team. How was that? Oh, it was good. I mean, that team's been, uh, you know, great to me. And obviously it's a, it's a tough situation with what's going on with Simon. You know, that that's his car. It's his seat. Yeah. Uh, it's his job. And, and um, you know, whenever, you know, he's ready, he's obviously going to be back in there. But that team, you know, has to score points for that car. And, you know, it's got to run and they've got, uh, you know, a lot of connections to Tom Blomquist, obviously, because he's, you know, tested for them before and, and has got a lot of trophies for them in the sports car side. Um, so I know they, you know, I know they've definitely been talking to him about, uh, you know, the future in IndyCar and, and, and stuff like that. So it's, uh, you know, to get him experience in that, that was kind of, uh, you know, obviously that was, that was kind of an obvious choice for them there, but I know Tom really well and, and the team, uh, you know, have been, I, I just really enjoy working with those guys, you know, and we only got to work together for a day, you know, in mid Ohio. So to, to work with Mike and, 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 and Jim, uh, Jim Meyer, I mean, those guys are, are, are true professionals. And, and that operation is, is, uh, is one that I, you know, I would love to do more with, but uh, obviously that's only, you know, that's only going to happen. Um, you know, if, if, if Simon is still, you know, out of the seat, but, uh, you know, we're, it's kind of a day by day thing, right? So we'll see, uh, what happens, but, but love supporting those guys, um, because it was a, it was a real treat to, you know, to, to just get a very refreshing look at IndyCar driving again, mm. well, getting nice. in a different scene, getting in a different car and knowing that it can be very different and very good. Uh, it's nice to see you getting those kind of veteran roles of coming in as a consultant and helping out. I mean, that's gotta feel good. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's definitely definitely not bad. I, I, I like to have a nice place to hang out and uh, and a good group to be on the radio with. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm a motor racing fan, you know, at heart. So to be there, uh, I couldn't say for the race that's that's too emotionally damaging. But uh, I, I, you know, I'll happily be there to support up until uh, you know up until race day. 
Talking of emotionally damaging, poor old Tom, you mentioned him. He is a good operator. Oh, and I just felt for him because he good. said it. He, he was a really honest interview. He said, look, all I wanted out yeah. of this was, was time in the seat just to and get, I got nothing. Finish a race yeah. or, you know, yeah. more than a lap. We know he's good, but he just needs some seat time. That was horrible. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, it, it, that's just that's just it's part of street course racing, right? Sometimes, yeah. like sometimes you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. You know, one you're fighting for just inches, and one one guy makes one mistake, and uh, there's no room for error. It's just the wall. So uh, it was a shame for him because honestly, I think the the one thing that he really wanted to test was that was the physical limits. Like physically, these these cars are the hardest to drive on the planet. So it's it's like for him, it, that was a big a big step up for him. Uh, you know, the, from the physicality side. So I think that was something that he wanted to feel. All right, what are these really like over a full race distance? And so, you know, I guess he'll just have to wait uh, wait for another time to get that test. Hey, speaking of that, what happened to Grosjean today? He was talking about the, had the wheel blasting out of his hands. Had it happened to a couple? Anybody? Did you hear, Connor? Well, I, I did see that, and I heard the radio message. And, I mean, I, that that's a very wild thing to say, but, I mean, it, it, it absolutely can happen. The, the the track right there in that specific corner, there's like a jump entering that corner. It's mm-hmm. over a giant drain. Um, and so that, like, the steering is so heavy in these cars without power steering, no assist or anything like that, that if you are if you do happen to miss it, like, it absolutely can rip out of your hands. Um, and that's kind of worst-case scenario. So just kind of like one of the crazy difficult things about driving an Indy car, obviously. Yeah, it's interesting. And if there were one weak point or one point coming, because we know Grosjean's fully fit and all the rest of it, but um, it could be that uh, that heavier steering that he wouldn't be used to. Um, yeah, but he you know he's done so he's been good doing, and doing he it for so started long, yeah. the year off. What he had two set P two finishes, yeah, and then the race, and then so. he's just fallen off a cliff. Uh, Connor, maybe uh, maybe bring some of your your consulting magic over there. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know if I'm qualified for that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you could read all sorts of things into that, but go ahead, Connor. Um, before you came on, we we broached the subject of uh, Daniel Ricciardo, and just just from your point of view, as as a man who who's been in and out of you know a race seat uh, a fair few times, uh, we all know Ricciardo's story. Uh, we've watched him become this ambassador, if you will. In fact, I had a quick chat with him in Miami. Um, but, you know, what's your take on this move and who it benefits most? Yeah, honestly, I actually just had a great chat with Daniel on Friday. We were okay. just caught up uh, for a little bit. So I, I, I meant to text him after the whole, you know, situation. And uh, we had a good chat. I, I have a lot of respect for Daniel. So, And I also owe him a bottle of bourbon. So I told him I'd see him <laughs> in Vegas and I was going to give him a bottle of bourbon that I'd save. What could go so, wrong? <laughs> Exactly. What could go wrong? Yeah. You, Daniel, bottle of bourbon, and a late night in yeah. Vegas. I, <laughs> I mean, sign us up, right? I'm on. I'm, I'll be on vacation. So no, I, no. I, oh man, yeah. track three. Uh, but man, that that situation, you know, going back to that that situation is definitely um, the way I can describe it is uh, very Red Bully. Uh, you yeah, know, that's, that's <laughs> just kind of that's I, I've seen it before in my era. You know, coming through the the stepping stone series, you know, F3 and F2, you, you, you know, a Red Bull driver was a dime a dozen. You, you hit, they'd be there, they'd be gone. They'd be cast out of the system if they weren't, you know, winning everything at the immediate time. Um, and, but, but as I look back on it, like I, racing is such an interesting sport because Nick DeVries has always been like good. Like everyone's kind of regarded him as like a good driver, but Formula E, I don't think, is really the place to judge that entirely, I would mm-hmm. say. Like, Formula E is a very competitive series. A lot of my friends race in Formula E. But it's so much slower than any open-wheel series that we do, like, slower than the world. Formula 3, isn't and it? it? And, yeah, it's just, I, so, I, so I don't know how you can really judge much from that. But then, obviously, he had the substitute role at Monza, I think, right? And he scored points right out the gate. Um but it just goes to show you that, like, you're only as good as your last race type thing. And when he put in that one performance, it's like, this is our guy. You know what I mean? Like, this yeah. is incredible. And, and I, I, we've seen that happen, I would say, a couple different times in maybe not Formula One, but certainly on, in IndyCar, but probably Formula One as well, where, like, you have one shining moment and then nothing else. And it's like, well, this is probably going to be our guy. And then, honestly, as a driver, knowing the situation that I was in in my career where, uh, you know, my results have been awful for two years except for the, you know, Indy 500. And 
Well, it's not because I forgot how to drive. Nick DeVries didn't forget how to drive. No. You know what I mean? That car might be incredibly difficult to drive. Like, they've clearly, as a team, not been doing fantastic. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. You know, and and I, you know, I, I I got in a different car immediately in IndyCar, and I was like, this. I mean, uh, people consider IndyCar a spec series. It's very much not a spec series. So you right. can definitely still do stuff, uh, you know, outside of the realm of of what people think is spec. Um, and so, and Formula One is obviously very much not a spec series. And so, you know, I, I just I don't like that purely because i i you know i'm a driver and i wish drivers got more respect because obviously you know those teams aren't going anywhere but drivers they're just you know they could be recycled so very very curious to see how daniel does i think everyone was pumped to see him back but it's like weird how immediately like nick was just like cast out and like i haven't seen anything from him like i don't know what like the poor guy disappeared from the he planet. did like yeah. I, it's crazy hey so what about when i i started thinking about daniel ricardo and i was thinking he was going to take a rest. He was going to sit back. He was going to sabbatical. He was going to reset his mind and all that. And really, he looks like a genius right now. Think about it, guys. He got to take a half a season off and do the do the reserve driver thing. And now well, he he's also got paid a lot of money. To take yeah, it. yeah. No kidding. <laughs> I love that Connor yeah. brings it to that. I love it. Well, quite uh, rightly, I know it's. But it, hey, and Connor. But let me finish. Oh, the point is, is that now he's got a half a season to. If all he can, all he has to really do is beat his teammate, which I know is a, a big, tall order, but it's the genius move because, especially now that Checo's having a real massive struggle, it could put him in the Red Bull seat again. I mean, this is the the it's kind of a perfect storm for Daniel. He looks like a genius. Yeah, who knows? Honestly, I mean, I had some people telling me wild, wild rumors and thoughts today about you know certain drivers going certain places, and it's just. I, I, I don't know. I, I have no idea what to make of the situation other than, you know, if, if he gets in and immediately, you know, smacks up Sonoda and he's like fast, you know, the fastest guy on that team, um, then, it, then that, you know, then maybe does Alpha Tauri have a complete swap of everyone? You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Um, I, huh. I don't think Daniel would want to stay in again. The reason he kind of is in the place that he's in is because, you know, he's not been in a competitive car essentially, and he's not been able to get the most out of himself as a driver, I would say either. Um, and, you know, oddly enough, he's still the last guy who won from McLaren, but you know, it's, it's, it's just interesting. I, I like, I, I think, I think for him personally, I would be like, I, unless he gets that Red Bull seat, I don't know if he's super motivated to be, you know, fighting for just points. You know what I mean? Like the guy wants to win. The guy wants to compete for championships. So I'm I'm very curious to see what happens, and yeah. I I still think I still think you have a guy like Alex Pillow potentially in a Formula One conversation for mm-hmm. either Tauri or McLaren as well. Man, yeah. doesn't Alex look so strong right now? I mean, he's he looks uh, as good as anybody has in any car. He's pretty dominant right now. So yeah, that could throw it. And but Daniel, this could set Daniel up if he does good. If he smacks a note around like Connor said. It could put set him up for whatever crazy silliness could happen in the next few months. Well, you notice I put the question to Connor as to who it benefits most because what I, I'm going to ask my own question now because I think Helmut Marco is the one that benefits most and Red Bull, which is they have now time to assess both Checo and uh, Daniel because you're right, he's he's not in a competitive car, so really all we're judging him against is Sonoda, and we'll we'll be looking at those tenths very closely. I agree oh, with yeah. Connor. He's not going to be staying there. But you say you talked to him on Friday. Um, obviously, we're not going to pry into that private conversation. But what was his demeanor to, like, to you like? I mean, honestly, Daniel's always been cool. We we spent uh, a couple days. Uh, he's got a place in L.A. And my, and my girlfriend lives in L.A. So I, I uh-huh. spend a lot of time out in L.A. now. And so, uh, you know, we, we spent a bit of time in the in the preseason, um, had some dinner out there and uh, I mean, he, the guy's always positive. I, I think, you know, we, we, we talked a lot about, you know, IndyCar and, and cause I had just done the Daytona 500 and then NASCAR stuff. And, um, you know, I, I think he's in an interesting place in life, right? He's accomplished a lot, but he wants to obviously be competing for world championships, competing at the top level. Um, and, you know, Daniel hasn't forgot how to drive. You know what I mean? Like the guy yeah. definitely still knows what's going on. Um, but uh, but yeah, he was super pumped to be to to be going to Hungary. I mean, like I I, I like I was talking to him about stuff, you know, that obviously is uh, you know that some of the stuff that I have going on that I you know that that isn't public yet either. And so we're all kind of 
you know, we're just, just, just chit chatting, but he seemed pumped. He seemed ready to go. Um, and, uh, and, and that's, you know, I, I, I'm always, I, the guy is always a nice and excited and happy person. So I, 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 I got to respect that. And as a driver who has sat out anytime you get a chance, it doesn't matter what situation it is when you miss it, it's amazing to get back in and that feeling of, of being excited to be a race car driver again. And you know, Connor, I put—I don't want to embarrass you, but I think I put you in the same category as him, as somebody who does so much for the sport yep. that they love. That's you, what I was you thinking. Started the same this conversation thing. by saying yeah. you're a fan first and foremost, but it's—it's it's guys like you and Ricardo that make us come back on a Sunday. You know, we're never going to drive cars, but to have you know some good guys that we feel are just you know regular regular Joes really, and yet they do this extraordinary astronaut-like job. Um, and you and Daniel, I think, get the fans because. You get them. Yeah, and and I mean I appreciate that. And you know he's, you know he's got he's got trophies at the top level of Formula One. You know I've got trophies from the top level here in IndyCar. And so we you know we definitely have tried to, to you know to 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 obviously be successful racing drivers, but also you know do it for our sport too. And we have a passion for our sport. Um, and I mean I I know I I certainly have a passion for getting IndyCar out to more and more people and getting more respect that I think that it deserves. And, uh, you know, I, I hope Alex below goes to F1 as soon as possible. Cause I think that would be great for our series. I think mm. it would be great for sport in general, because if formula one continues to want to be like, we're the best, like everyone here is the best. Well then like take the best and like, let's see what, like, let's see what everyone's got. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, you've got some pretty incredibly talented drivers here in IndyCar right now. And, um, you know, Alex is certainly uh, on a bit of a hot streak here, and uh, and anyone like that d- deserves a shot in F one. I, I don't think there's any argument when you when you show that type of pace. There's there's no argument. Yeah, I can't argue with that at all. I think that is. I think he is the guy right now. I think he could he could step up. So. Well, Connor, I told you 15 minutes. We're already at 20. Thank you very much. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much for jumping on. I know you just got off a plane, got back from Toronto. Uh, we love to have you on, and thank you very much for coming on, man. Yeah, no problem, guys. I appreciate it. All right, Connor. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Connor. See you, guys. All right, let's get a quick break in. Your Sunday night with Speed City back after this. Hey guys, we are very excited to welcome our new sponsor, Allstott Brewery, to Speed City. These guys make a fantastic beer, and I'm going to let Jonathan talk about it, but I'm going to tell you about it. When I tasted it, I am not a big beer aficionado. I like a nice cold beer, but I'm always worried about a craft beer or a new beer that it's going to have a funky taste, especially aftertaste. This beer was fantastic. I have absolutely no... Uh, no qualms at all that this is my new favorite beer. But Jonathan, you know why? What makes it so special? The water and the recipe? Well, yeah. I mean, these guys have done their research and do it right. And they've even imported the right water to do it right. I mean, I tell you, this Allstad beer, fantastic. And I'm, uh, you know, most Europeans are snobs about their beer. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm definitely one of those. Because, You're definitely a snob? Yes, okay. about my beer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> because there's no question, carbonation has always been my issue here in the States. It's overcarbonated. And our lagers, our pilsners and lagers in Europe, um, uh, especially German ones, are not that heavily carbonated. And that's a key thing. And that's the first thing that uh, hit me was just how well they've done the beer. Uh, it's based out of Fredericksburg. It's, uh, it's got a great tie-in because, obviously, Fredericksburg, a German town, and now they've got a Texas German beer, and it's cracking. Yeah, and the uh, the facility out there, it's amazing. They've, they've really done it right. It's really fantastic. So so check it out. You can get it at all the local HEBs and everything else, right? Yep. Uh, it's around all around Texas. You can get it. Uh, they sell it in... Uh, uh, on on the shelf there as a Texas beer, but uh, I'll tell you what, you're in, right back in Germany when you drink it. And it's Altstadt Beer, A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T, beer.com. Altstadt Beer, A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T, beer.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Hi, this is Karun Chandok, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to hot, hot Austin, Texas. The entire, it seems like the whole United States is blazing. Now that you know what we feel like every summer, we're used to 105 That's hot. during the yeah. summer. It's been brutal, though. I went out to my car, and I have, on my black car, I went out and I had the temperature gun going because after we drove the car and washed it and everything, I went So that's going to get hotter. Well, it was 199 degrees on the surface of the car, and I clicked the dash, I opened the door, clicked the dash, and it said 211 degrees on the dashboard. People's iPhones are just going off into emergency mode. Yeah, like if you have it in your overheat. car. Yeah. yeah. If you leave it in your car. I, I actually looked at the weather, and I was like looking for the coolest hour to take my dog out. Mid- midnight, like, 85. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, when you wake up in Austin now, it's 80 degrees to start the day. So Yeah. Uh, hey, real quick, I, I saw the um, the headline talking about Domenicali said, Brad Pitt film will have a drive to survive effect on F1. I just said that on the Wheel to Wheel show. And because I think that could easily be, you know, this, 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 this arrow that this trajectory that Formula One is on. You know, it's leveling a little bit this year because it's been on such a crazy mm. trajectory. But then you could have, then when Vegas comes, it's going to go up again. Yep. And the next year when this launches, when the drive to, I mean, when the uh, Brad Pitt film launches, it could just keep going up. Yeah. And I think, you know, you, you put a, a household name like Brad Pitt, uh, you know, yeah. on any subject and people are going to take interest in it. Um, and, and, and you're right. You're going to get a lot of people who have no interest in motorsport or may think it's an elitist sport that you know, is for the Kings and not for, for them, um, who will tune in, start to understand it a little bit more. And, you know, you've got Lewis as a exec producer. They're trying to bring it home. They're trying to make it as realistic and, you know, explanatory as possible. Yeah, with so, Lewis Hamilton's help, by the yep. way. That's, that's Lewis's big goal is to keep it uh, accurate. Yeah, I've actually been, you know, from Ron Howard and many others, I think the, the, the depiction of our sport has got so much better. Uh, over the last 20 years, yeah, um, you know, including documentaries like the Senna documentary. I mean, that was a real step forward for Formula oh, One. Oh, that was a fantastic. I remember, we were here in Austin when they aired that with uh, the director, uh, Pandy. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we're talking about Ricardo. Yes. We have not mentioned really, hardly, Nick DeVries. I mean, we, As Connor we, said Connor, it, Connor did. Disappeared. But the... Um, the, the the downside is that he didn't really get a full shot at it, right? He didn't get a full shot at it because who can step into a car like that? I mean, look at Logan Sargent. He's going they're gonna give him a year and let him make and prove it if he can do it. But I, but but the the other side of it is is that I do love about Formula One. It's like you don't get second. Look at Mick Schumacher. No, no, you no. don't get chances. It's like oh, it's cutthroat. It it is it is the purity of the sport is the way I would was thinking about it. It's like yeah. you either perform or you're done. And that, that keeps it at that level that it is. You're, you do it or you're out. Yeah. And also it's like my theory on contracts. It's like, you know, yeah. Sign all the paperwork you want and all the rest of it. If you're not performing, if you, you know, it's very true. That's, that's a good comparison. You can have some sort of ironclad contract, yeah. but if you're not performing, it's no good for anybody. Nope. I feel for him. I once talked to one of his teammates. I won't say who, um, but he said he's an interesting character and he's so laid back that he's the kind of guy that 
He's a bit like Hulkenberg in that respect, which is he'll take it on the chin. And I think if a shot came about, um, he might t- have another go at it. But if a shot didn't come about, I think uh, he, I don't think he, you know, he'll just go about his business. Yeah. He's a world champion in his own right with uh, Formula E. Uh, think about that, you know? Yeah, De Vries is, I mean, wait, didn't he do for, uh, world champion in Formula 2 and Formula 3? Could be. I'll check. I, I think, but. Hey, I want to talk Goodwood uh, at least yeah. for just a few minutes because it was the production, you know, it was all on YouTube. It was really, really good. Uh, the only complaint is what you get every year is stop talking. Let me hear the cars. And they did. They did. They turned it down. Mika Heikkinen's car was going around at V10 screaming. That was great. <laughs> uh, I saw they had 25,000 concurrent viewers watching that 25, live 000, yeah. all at once. That's good. That That's was good. really, really good. Uh, the shootout. And did you see which car? Well, you had you said you didn't watch it. The, sh- the car that won the shootout is the new McLaren, the new uh, what's it called, a Solus GT. And is it Solus? It was. It's a fantastic looking car, but it's Solus. But it's Solus, and it is. It's got a big V10, like a five point two liter V10. Well, it's got Solus. And but but as you know, since we saw last year, my my new favorite car, the McMurtry. Sterling, I think it's uh, some various Sterling or something like that. They did a demo run and they said, oh, we're not going to do a timed run. We're not really competing this year. And they ran it and they turned off the clock where you couldn't see it. But it was all on, on YouTube. All you had to do was pause it and back it up 30 seconds and then <laughs> and then pause it again. And I paused it and it was 39 seconds. The, the McLaren was at 45 seconds. So it was still six seconds faster and and they're going to build this thing for you can buy it. It's going to be a race car, but it is just this it's crazy crazy car, and I can't wait to see those. I love the fact that you, you you get a bunch of motor racing people, and you say that there's no competition. Yeah, it's, it's an oxymoron or a moron oxy, yeah. whatever you want. To exactly. Call it. It's like we're we're just doing a demo run. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, your buddy was there, Kevin Schwantz. Ah, yes. Yeah. Well, of course, Kevin's celebrating his 30th year since winning his world title back in 1993. And an oddity for those anoraks out there, America won both the MotoGP and the World Superbikes that year. Gosh. Scott Russell. How the mighty have fallen. Mm-hmm. You're not represented right now. Uh, I wrote down so many legends. This just doesn't happen hardly anywhere else. You know, I, I was thinking about... I don't remember seeing much IndyCar representation. You know, it's very European, obviously. It's just outside of London. What is it, like an hour or two yeah. south of London? Yeah. And I didn't see a lot of IndyCars represented. But, gosh, so many amazing cars, so many great F1 cars. By the way, you're absolutely right. He won, uh, Dinic de Vries won the FIA Formula 2 Championship in 2019. He won the Formula Renault uh, Championship in 2014. He did not win the F3. Mm. There you go. That's what I was thinking. Um Lots of stars from F1. Alex Albon was there. Uh, Oscar Piastri was there driving James Hunt. James Hunt, 77. <laughs> cool. Uh, Sebastian Vettel had a huge crowd following him around, and he drove Senna's 1993 car. He you owns see, it, of yeah, course. of course. And he had it plastered with his sustainable fuel logo, Race Without a Trace, Carbon Neutral Fuels. Mm-hmm. And he was running the car with that. Yeah. If, if Goodwood ever wanted a current ambassador, which anybody would volunteer, Vettel's the man. I mean, he is a study of the sport. He's invested yes, in the he sport. He loves the history. He yes. loves the history. He is still very relevant. Um, and, you know, what a, what a cat to have around at Goodwood. <laughs> what a cat. That's a good phrase for Vettel. He's got his long hair. He's so <laughs> chill, laid <laughs> back. He's a cool cat. He's a man. cat, man. One of my favorites in all of, of Goodwood t- was today was a Subaru. Okay. A 1983 Subaru wagon driven by Travis Pastrana, the, fa- <laughs> the family huckster. And it was, he had it, he had it sideways, throwing dirt, throwing gravel. And he was fast after all that. I was like, well, dude, how fast could you have been if you hadn't been throwing gravel? And, and I love the car because it has all these little winglets that pop up and down. And it just looks so 80s. And they were interviewing me and he goes, uh, he said, I was playing, uh, 
Highway to the Danger Zone. You're from the 80s. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think he wasn't actually, but it was great. I, you know, I told you I, I went and uh, managed to go in the uh, driver's lounge for a bit. That is, honestly, if you if you are a fanboy as I am, and just like Connor says, he's a fan of racing, you know, even though I was there doing a job and I had some interviews to do, to actually be in that lounge where everybody's hanging out and you can, you know, you look across the table, there's Sterling Moss, you look yeah. across the table, there's Vettel, and, and Damon Hill, you know, it, it is pretty darn cool. The only other coolest place I've ever been like that has been at the Race of Champions where I was working on the event and went behind the scenes and that where all the drivers are sitting on, you know, on the couches uh, watch, yeah. watching, you know, the, either the Nations Cup or the Individual Cup. And it's all these badasses from all over the world. And I was trying to, it was Jimmy Johnson was involved for the USA. And I think Travis was there. And I was trying to work out the, the net worth of everybody in the room. Michael <laughs> yeah. Schumacher was there, Coulthard. It was just wild. Okay. So you remember last year when we were at Coda and it was uh, late day, I guess, I think it was late day Friday. And we were just wandering through the paddock and we look up and there's Mario. Uh-huh. And we're saying, who's he talking to? And we just kind of wander up and, and they flag us down. That's right. Because it was multiple motorcycle champion. Um, gosh, who was it? It wasn't Rainey and it wasn't Schwantz. Uh, Doon. That's right. Yeah, it was Mick. Mick Doon. That's Boy, right. Yeah. That's right. And so, and we just kind of, they waved Mick. I think maybe Mick waved you down. But anyway, yeah, we yeah, just joined he, the conversation. That's right. That's right. And they, everybody, they knew who we were, which was stunning, right? That Mario knew who we were. And we just sat there and yeah, chilled and had a conversation. And I kept looking at you out of the corner of my eye going, oh, because we sat there for like 10 minutes just having a conversation with Mario Andretti and McDoin and anyway. And two of the greatest of all time. Yeah. I got one good for you. I was here at a cool car shop here in town called Elite Motorsports. This was de a decade ago or more. And um, uh, we were just sitting around just chatting. And I didn't realize it, but uh, across the table from me, he'd been, we were all been sitting there talking was Stevie Ray Vaughan's brother. Oh. Yeah. Um, Jimmy. 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 Jimmy Vaughn was sitting there. I went and saw him at uh, the Paramount not long ago. Yeah, and he was just hanging out. It's just like you were saying. We're all sitting on the sofas, and I was like, oh, that's who that is. Uh, it was all – everybody had a ZR1. That was the ZR1 club back in the day. All right, we got to get a quick break in, and then, Jonathan, I want to let you talk about some cool interviews that you got. You're listening to your Sunday Night with Speed City. We'll be back after some quick messages. Motivation USA, catering to the sport bike enthusiasts looking for truly unique parts and accessories. Stand out from the crowd. Motivation is the exclusive North American distributor for SC Project MotoGP inspired exhausts and the largest Rizoma retailer in the United States. Get the best parts from around the world at the best prices with fast shipping and a knowledgeable staff ready to help. Shop online 24-7 at MotivationUSA.com. That's MotivationUSA.com. If you want to know where the path to Formula One and Indy begins, it's three simple letters, VRD. VRD Racing of Atlanta, Georgia are dedicated to nurturing young, single-seater drivers on their quest to the pinnacle of motorsport. Having just wrapped up the team's championship title in 2021 in the F4 US Championship, they also have programs in FR Americas, the all-new USF Juniors, and the road to Indy. VRD is the perfect environment for success. To join the team, drop them a DM on Instagram at Velocity underscore RD. Hello to everyone, this is Gunther Steiner, this is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. One more thing, go ahead, Jonathan. Oh, seamless plug, if you haven't got it already, Gunther Steiner, audiobook, oh my God. Yes. buy it now. Yeah, where are you, what chapter? Oh, I've just started. Okay, well I finished it up. I Once you got, once I got going and I got into that rhythm, I was like, every time I got in the car. Could you understand him now? Uh, better. <laughs> I will admit, I hit the back button on the podcast I going, on the book, audio book. I think it's audible. I had to hit that. But uh, one more IndyCar thing. Um, did you see in the pre-race, Hinchcliffe interviewing all the drivers with, yeah. with Canada facts? Yeah, it was and funny. Nobody knew anything. Anything about Canada. It, it was really good. I was like, "That's Hinchcliffe was really good. He asked Will Power, said, do you know what state slash province you're in? He goes, no. No, I don't know. He started naming cities. <laughs> Hinchcliffe was going, no, that's a city. You're in Ontario. It's a province. It's like a state. It was great. All right, Jonathan, you got some uh, some clips you want to play. Yeah, who? So who do you, who do you want first? 
Well, uh, I tell you what, dude. What, the, let's go on. Let's do um, Justin Marks first. Okay, yeah. Because just, I'm not sure I sent the other one to Casey yet. Oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> well, there you go. Justin Marks uh, has come across my radar because I've been doing Trans Am. Obviously, I've been down for seven seven years, uh, loving it. Um, but Justin Marks just arrived last year in, in, in a weird way and brought Daniel Suarez to Nashville, and they both raced together at Nashville. I don't know if he's got any surprises for us, but he this year plumped and became a regular player and driver in the TA series and has already picked up four podium, excuse me, four pole positions and two wins this season. So he's on fire. But and then he's part owner of the, of well, this. but then yeah, the biggest story his he owns with Pitbull, a NASCAR team that have just won with Shane Van Gisbergen at Chicago, around the streets of Chicago, while he, Justin, was racing the Xfinity, which was rained yep. off, unfortunately. But, I mean, what a year. Yeah, that was so cool, that Chicago race. And 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 just watching them, just kind of lurking, going, you know, this is your – he was because he brought in because of a uh, track car ringer. Yeah. Gisberg. And of course, he's run ben, ben, uh, Jensen Button and Kimi Raikkonen. That's why I mentioned it to Connor. So, yeah, let's, let's, let's hear my conversation with uh, Justin Marks. Well, Justin, normally I'm Trans Am, but i got to start by talking about track house racing. What a phenomenal few months it's been, literally rounding off with an unbelievable victory in Chicago. Tell us what it's been like to, to run the team. Well, it's been a lot of work, uh, but a lot of fun. I mean, it takes, it takes a village, and we have 140 people that work for the company. And, you know, it's, uh, we work really hard on being a, being a family, being a tight-knit group. Uh, you know the difficult times and be able to really execute when we have opportunities in front of us. So it's, it's been a lot of fun to see them all go to Victory Lane in Nashville and be able to celebrate that as a company. And then you know the Project 91 win with, with SVG in Chicago was was a it was a really good company win. Uh, everybody in the company was really rooting for that team because it's all of our shop guys, it's our developmental pit crew. We didn't hire anybody for the program, so it just really kind of galvanized the work uh, the workforce. Done to kind of make some history. It's, uh, it's been it's been very very exciting. I got to say, you never knew going on what the likes of Kimi and SVG would do. Yeah. Um, but is it something now that you feel could now become a sort of regular thing for, for drivers at that caliber? Yeah, man, I think once we've won the race, now there's a lot of people around the world, great drivers that have paid attention, and now Project 91 is kind of on a lot of their radar. So you know, it puts us in a position where we can have conversation with, with anybody. Uh, and then obviously it opens the door for the sport because I think teams have seen that you can build a program around these guys where it's, you know, the training protocol, the preparation is all geared towards somebody that's never been in this environment before and you can have success. So I, I would expect it to open a lot of doors and there is an initiative within NASCAR to become more internationally relevant. I think it just it, it works towards that and um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the future because I think now that door is open for some of the great names in motorsports globally to come and see what we do and participate and hopefully do well. Well, you've done a bit of Xfinity. I know it was wet and a bit of a mess. But what about the Cup, guys? Uh, you've got to be pleased with Ross, obviously, and obviously yeah. the 99 as well yeah. with Daniel. Yeah, I mean, obviously the one getting victory in was, was really big for us. He took it to the playoffs. And, and, you know, Daniel's had a ton of speed. We just need to get the finishes in that 99 car. But the good news is we have... Eight, I think we have eight or nine races left before the playoffs start. So we've got two good months of, of racing um, to get that program in the playoffs. He's right there on the line. Um, I really like our chances as a company to put both cars in the playoffs again. Um, just really, like, we have a lot of speed. We have a lot of motivated people. So it's, it's an exciting time. It's also exciting times for you because you've got to do some driving yourself. And yeah. I say got to do some driving. You've got a bunch of poles, some great results. You could actually be contending for the title. How have you enjoyed Trans Am? I mean, I, I love coming and doing these Trans Am races. I try to do as many as I can given my work and travel schedule. These cars are so fun to drive. Uh, and there's good competition. And we come to the greatest racetracks in America. So uh, I really enjoy doing it. It's, it's totally like a race car driver thing to go on vacation and go to a racetrack and drive a race car. But, uh, but it's fun. Road America is one of my favorite tracks in America. I've, I've been fast here, but never been able to never been able to win. So hoping to do that. But it's it's nice. I mean, you know, I, I spend a lot of my days, you know, helping run the business of track house. But I do it all because I'm passionate about racing. I love racing. So it's uh, it's important for me to, to still strap into the seat, uh, reignite my passion, and, and come back to the shop and the races, uh, the NASCAR races, refreshed and enthusiastic and, and excited. 
And finally, what's the temperature gauge on people looking at Trans Am now, especially with so many youngsters in TA2 who clearly have either got contracts or people are looking at them. Did you expect this crossover between Trans Am and NASCAR? Well, I mean, I think it's a perfect uh, development arena for NASCAR because the cars are so similar. There's obviously idiosyncrasies and small differences, but it's the closest thing there is to, to, um, to NASCAR racing that's not in NASCAR. So, I mean, the TA2 field is just so deep, and, and we've seen a lot of the NASCAR guys come in and get experience. We got one or two this weekend. So, um, so I, I think it's a, a really great breeding, breeding ground for talent. Uh, it's a great thing that they've got going. I mean, you know, the hope is that we can grow the TA1 field and, and get more, you know, get some TA2 teams to step up because when, when the TA1 class was, was at its height, it was one of the greatest forms of racing in America. So I'm excited about the trajectory that the series is on, and hopefully I can do my part to help uh, motivate more people to come get involved. Finally, uh, what's the key to a fast lap here at Road America? Well, I mean, this place is so big and so long, and, and it's really one of the great tracks in America. You know, I think the key to a, a good lap here, I mean, you know, it really is a driver's track because you have all different kinds of corners. You've got slow corners, big brake zones, fast corners, sweepers, big top speeds. You know, for me, really getting the car set up to get off of those those corners onto long straightaways to be able to make speed uh, is really, really key. You know, and ultimately, this is a track where really, it's a really racy, racy track. So as far as winning the race goes, I mean, there's a lot of passing zones, there's a lot of, a lot of opportunities all over the racetrack to have good racing. Um, and we've got a pretty good car this weekend. I mean, we, we weren't great off the truck. We've made it better and better. Uh, to be able to run with those Dyson guys. Uh, I think we've got that package under us now. We'll see how qualifying goes, but you know, it's um, it's a great track that demands the entire toolkit of a race car driver. Uh, and for that reason, it's one of my favorites. Thanks for talking to us. Best of luck this weekend. Finally. <laughs> and he, finally. He didn't He didn't uh, need any luck. He he got the pole and he won. That's cool. What a great story with it's Shane very cool. Van Gisbergen. Yes. We both said it wrong again, just like all the commentators did on that same weekend. SVG. There you go. SVG. We'll call it that. Uh, yeah. What you said, basically effective NASCAR, effectively NASCAR's newest team. Yeah. But here's the interesting part from Trans Am's point of view. I'll put my Trans Am hat on. Uh, perfect guy to talk to because there's no question that the young talent in Trans Am now is starting to get signatures from NASCAR teams. We've got two yeah. or three Toyota development drivers in the series. Brent Cruz is 15. Connor Zilich is 16. Wow. And Anciata, yeah. 16. And these guys are racing Justin Marks and all these other guys. And, of course, this is a pool of talent that they can, with all the new road races that NASCAR are doing, this is where the talent is going, well, if I, if I do Trans Am, then maybe... You know, I'll get picked up. Well, yeah, it gets gets super similar to the cars, right? Yeah, we don't have a rear wing. Uh, sorry, we have the the rear wing. Um, I mean, you know, there's a lot of differences if you really want to get yeah. into it. But in terms of driving effectively a a beast, uh, a recalcitrant beast yeah. that is heavy, all of that powerful, powerful stock car. Yeah, yeah I mean, tube frame. It's the closest thing to NASCAR, as, as Justin says. All right, well, we are just about out of time. Let me talk about what we got coming up next Sunday, of course, Formula One weekend. So that means we'll be live in the morning. We got the Hungarian Grand Prix. What were you going to say? Yeah, I was going to just remind you, I was going to put Max Hewitt's interview on tonight. In fact, I, I got in touch with oh, him. Oh, yes, right, right. A young FR driver. We'll put him in the Hungary, more yeah. exposure. We'll put him in the Hungary uh, pre-show. Pre yeah. And nice kid. Good kid. So next Sunday, we get started at 7 a.m. Central Time, 8 a.m. Eastern. Of course, the race right after that, we got a pre and post and then our Sunday night show, of course, will be a replay of our post-race show, as usual. It's an interesting place for uh, Ricardo to make his debut. Uh, for Yeah, Africa. that's what I was going to say earlier. Yes. Because it's not one of those tracks you can overtake on, so it takes a wily fox. And you're really judging. It, it can often happen at Hungary that the same guys that started from 1 to 18 finish 1 through 18. You know, yeah. it's just one of those tracks. Yeah. All right. Well, we're out of time. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate you tuning in here on the radio and on the YouTube or Facebook. And we'll talk to you next Sunday. Happy trails. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 